Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I'm very excited to be here with you. I don't even have a drink today, but I do have some water. Um, today, I just really had this image pop into my head. And it was a friend of mine who loves to work. And actually, I know a couple people like this. And <clears throat> I mean, loves to work, like thrives on it like can't help themselves, but they, they dive in and they just do it with joy. And I know I've had many moments like that where I jump in and do it with, with joy, but it's not as often as I see these friends. Um, and I was wondering what is that difference? Like what makes that possible? And, Oh, I think it comes down to doing what you're passionate about. And there's those have to do's and there's the what I want to do. And when we can put those together, right, I think it makes a difference. So um, I, <laughs> both of these friends of mine who I watch do this, they are both guys. And so they may not have the mommy gene, even though one of them does have a child. So then I am um, curious, like, ah, well, do men have an easier time doing this than women? And are women conditioned out of it? <clears throat> I'm not sure what all the answers are. It could be a predisposition of, um, a, you know, of the sexes to, I don't know, one is more about taking care of those around them or people, people, let's just say, I know there's men like this too, who are predisposed to taking care of the people around them versus taking care of themselves. And thus they would give away, um, the right to do their passions. Whereas maybe those who are more inclined to, uh, take care of themselves first would, would engage in their passions. I am not so sure about any of it, but what I am sure about is it's possible. And when we have people around us who live in that state of doing and being what they're passionate about all the time, like they're just in it, then um, we can see that it's possible. Now, that's number one. Number two, then, is how to do it. What are the steps to do it? And I'm pretty psyched about this because, honestly, everything I've taught you about loving yourself unconditionally is number one. That is numero uno. If you can't do that, then you're going to resist everything that comes your way. You're going to resist it all. So uh, that's number one. And number two is just to follow the inspired action. Because when I follow the inspired action, I'm always, always, always in the perfect place, in the perfect time, in the perfect moment, with the perfect opportunities happening, with the perfect people showing up. And uh, it's just wonderful. Now... When I think about the work these people do, it's a very physical work. And for myself, my work is very physical too. And my art is physical. My teaching is physical. My working on my homes is physical. 
the working with my daughter is a physical thing and music and um it's not it's not so much um but it doesn't mean that it couldn't be something else like there are people and this woman was telling me yesterday uh, yesterday night before yesterday how passionate she was about helping people with computer systems and doing that and she could do it and she learned how to do it and she loves doing it and it's a creative process for her and I thought that was fantastic I like to get my hands dirty. I love to touch things. I love to use my physical senses. So, but it was it was awesome. And there are, there's just so many ways to do it. But I think we have to shift away from the responsibility and into the passion. Because when we think we have to do all the responsibility first, the responsibility will happen. But it will happen in harmony, like an imbalance with life. So when we're doing what we're passionate about and we're, we're moving into our calling, I better get some water. Ugh. Getting so dry. So when we are moving into our calling through our passion, we are excited to get out of bed. We are excited to move forward with the day, but we're not excited like that when we wake up dreading the responsibilities ahead of us. So if that becomes your focus that you have to do five hours of responsibility before you can do, you know, squeeze in your one hour passion, it's going to fall flat. But if you can engage full head on into these passions, right? Every day, every moment. And I remember that's when I used to leap out of bed because I had projects awaiting me. I had, and that's the thing. It's like, having projects in your life, in your world that exist for you. And maybe just maybe this epidemic put people in a position to have these projects at their fingertips again, projects that really called to them. They weren't just for their boss. It was for them. It was their life, their home. You know, when I, when I hear one of my friends, like just doing these little projects on the side that have no real meaning other than aesthetic it's just like, wow, you know, like it blows my mind that he took the time to do it and, and thoroughly got satisfaction out of it. And I have that too. And then, but I think what happens is when we put responsibility first in our minds, it creates a resistance. And that's what I'm talking about. It's not that we don't do the responsibility. It's when we put it first in our minds, it gets in the way of doing what we love because res because there's resistance and resistance throws us into the ego state and the ego state is all about good and bad and it's all about win-lose and it's all about efforting and lack. And so we feel the lack of our passion then. We feel it. Whereas if we woke up and we didn't worry about the responsibility, we didn't think about the responsibility, all we thought about was what we were passionate about today. I can already feel a change. And I think we are conditioned to put responsibility first, but if we we're conditioned to put our passions first, life would be very different. Life would be like exciting and titillating and, and um, anticipation. And when we were children, we had that because we were anticipating the ex adventures coming the next day and the adventures were our passions. And now we have no more adventures as adults, um, unless you plan a trip once every year or two. Okay, let me drink some water. I got this gorgeous blue flask, and I had got it from my Airbnb rooms way back. 
It's just so beautiful. All right, so um, now, now we um, as adults are not engaging in passions the way we did. I mean, I think the epidemic nudged people back to get to some creative spaces because I've got a lot of new students that I didn't have before because people were so overplanned. They were so responsible. They were so so heavy with stuff for their children and adults had no time for themselves. But it is time to make time for ourselves. It is time to follow our passions and and create in our own lives to create like a, what we're passionate about. And for me, it's building my retreat on the island. And it's living in beautiful spaces. And it's teaching. I love teaching art in ways that touch people, you know, touch their souls. My friend wants me to change my name to um, Art for the Soul. And, uh, and it's so much fun. And I think we're going to call it that on the island. But for now, in Jersey, it's Milltown Art. <laughs> and that works. But uh, it's funny because I get the right match of people coming into my place. And they're perfect for the style I teach and the, the techniques I teach. They're perfect for that. Oh, my goodness. So let's see. Where are we? We're doing great. All right. So if we were going to shift our lives and if you wake up and you say on a scale of zero to 10, uh, how excited am I to get up in the morning? Oh, this is a great little little checklist. So on a scale of zero to 10, how excited am I to get up in the morning? On a scale of zero to 10, how well do I fall asleep at night? On a scale of zero to 10, um, how... How would I rank the work I do during, like my job? How would I rank my job? On a scale of zero to 10, how would I rank the time I spend at home when I'm not working? On a scale of zero to 10, uh, how much of my day is spent doing things I love? On a scale of zero to 10, how do I engage in my relationships? On a scale of zero to 10, how often do I get excited about what I do? On a scale of zero to 10, how often do I celebrate accomplishment in my life? Now, if you look at these and you didn't have all 10s, like, I mean, if it's really high, look for your lowest thing, you'll know what to work on. But if you're all somewhere in the middle, then this is a pure indication that you're not doing what you're passionate about. It is pure indication. And if it's really low, it's definitely a sign, right? It, this is all a sign. Anything below sevens is a sign that we're not engaging in our passions. And anything above seven, you can just tweak. You know you have to do some tweaking in your life. But let's let's look at that. Let's Let's look at, like, if it's below there, I have a feeling that you, like me, we're highly trained to be a responsible human being. And as responsible human beings, we're not supposed to do ourselves. We're not supposed to engage in things that don't make sense, that don't bring money, that aren't productive. These things don't count. But I'm going to tell you right now, they count. It all counts. And as you learn to love yourself unconditionally and follow the inspired action. So 
um, the inspired action are those ideas and thoughts that light us up that we then push aside because they don't make sense right now. But I'm telling you, they make sense. They are the GPS system to navigate into our highest potential selves. So if it says, hmm, what about watercolors? And you're like, well, I've never painted. Well, there, you got in the way. Just go buy some watercolors. Just go buy some brushes. Just go buy some paper, right? And then once you do that, you'll get another nudge. It'll say, oh, check out this YouTube video. Or, oh, look, there's an art school. Or, oh, you know, it's like there's an ad for something. Like, follow the little inspired actions. And uh, you can always ask questions. This inspired action process is truly your higher self dropping ideas into your mind that you think are your own or you think are whimsy ideas, but they're not. They're, they're coming from your higher self. So now communicate with your higher self. Say, now I got the art supplies. Now what? Now what? What do I do? Right? So this is how we follow inspired action. We nudge it along by following and doing what it asks us to do. Now, inspired action always serves the highest good of all. It's a beautiful thing. So, um, and it's just, it comes out of loving yourself unconditionally. So if you're angry, do not follow the inspired action. If you're jealous, do not follow the inspired action because that inspired action will be coming out of your jealousy frequency. And that is not what you want to do. All that comes out of unconditional love serves the highest good of all. So when you're loving yourself unconditionally, you will be serving the highest good of all. How do we love ourselves unconditionally? We uh, <laughs> get present. Let's just say that. Today, um, I'm just going to simplify it by saying be present. Use your senses. Smell, feel, touch, taste, hear your environment purposefully without judgment. That is loving yourself unconditionally. Being present with all your senses without any judgment or expectation. And notice how you get out of that notice how you'll be listening and you'll hear something and then you'll create an expectation with it oh i hope my daughter's actually getting a vacuum out to vacuum the living room oh you know um that uh neighbor's leaving i you know blah blah blah. you know like i hope they didn't let their dog in my yard um and judgment you know like hearing something or someone and remembering you were angry yesterday and saying how horrible they were so let's let's get out of the judgment and expectation it's use your senses to be present. This is like mindfulness and meditation. And that's why people practice this stuff so that for 15 minutes a day, they can love themselves. <laughs> but what if you took the meditation into the life world experience? And that is using your senses to be in the here and now without judgment, which is bringing in the past and without expectation, which is leaning into the future, right? And those are your keys, judgment and expectation that you've stepped out of the present moment. So that's why we want to be conscious of those and let them go. And using our senses, when we smell a rose, just oh, inhale and feel it. You know, when you taste that food you're making, when you're creating food and you're tasting the ingredients and you're imagining how the flavors will merge. Mm. When you're listening to people around you chitter-chatter and there's the calm of it, the peace of it. When you listen to the birds and mm, the humming of the refrigerator, you know? the breathing of your dog sleeping. Those are the things we're looking for, you know? And when you're, when you're cooking food, the touching it, the touching the knife, the touching the cutting board, you know, the feeling of everything. These are the things. It's like if, if it's like I use food because that's one of the foundations we all have, but it could be anything. You know, if you're a woodworker, touching the wood. If you're a homemaker, it's like picking up your children's toys and their books and feeling them. 
and this is what they feel and this is so special to them right picking up their favorite blanket their socks <sighs> so that's loving yourself and loving yourself takes you to inspired action and we discussed inspired action and that you can have a you know communication with your higher self and then from inspired action da 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 dun you will be leaning into your passions i guarantee you and you will remember what you did as a child that made your heart sing and you'll bring that back into your life you know one of the things i enjoyed so much and it was just kind of like a it was just kind of like i stumbled into it was riding a motorcycle i love that and lately it's like i just want to do it again you know it's like i want to buy a motorcycle and um I just imagine it, you know, like I just, I can remember it. And when I did it, it was out of necessity. It wasn't because I wanted a motorcycle. I had to have a cheap vehicle and that fit the bill. So I got a motorcycle. I learned to drive it and um, I got my license and I rode it for two years and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. I mean, granted, it was a little rough in the, in the winter. It was a little rough in the rain, but it was perfect for me. And, um, but it just was like this sense of wonder about the world and it was about being present and it was about the air rushing up into my face when I drove and just inhaling all the scents. It was just simply wonderful. So this is um, this is what I'm talking about. It's like we, we stumble on it and then we embrace it. And now, you know, like it's something that I've been thinking about and I'll see how the universe will bring it back into my life. We'll see. So in the meantime... Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to uh, visiting with you tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Love you. Bye now. Mwah. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.